Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Oh, yeah. That place. Over 9, minus 130. We were just saying, it's amazing, Tony. We're thinking the same thing, you know, over 9. And I said, man, this, ain't, this is too light. It should probably be 10. This ballpark's not quite coarse, but... Come on, it should be higher. And you said, no, no, there's nine and a half popping up right now. And you're right, nine and a half's already. Nine and a half's already. I just got I just got it, and I'm not going to mention this, but I just got it to minus 17, which is a pretty good price. That's why. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yes. yeah. That's, that's, that's yes, a nice sir. one, yeah. All right, to pay the 30. You know what, actually, though, I just bet at a place that a lot of Jays fans bet at, too. I paid. Well, I've noticed yeah, this, too. Like, FanDuel now, they're in so many different places. So me and Cam got into an argument today. He's like, no, it says this, it says that. But he was in FanDuel, Ontario. I was FanDuel, New York. So we're looking. And we're going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, well, you know what? The line's pretty much the same. The odds boosts are different. They put the games in different order. There's no rotation anymore. It drives me crazy, Tony, with no rotation. There's no rotation. So yeah, they put it in different order. Like, they put the local games first up on different things. I don't know. Like, there's little tricks like they it. have, right? I know. I me neither. Like there's a reason there's like a rotation. It. What's the number? <laughs> like, That's you know right. That's but you right. know on the East Coast, Tony, sports books, you don't say a number. You tell them the team. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm, I brought up. You, you, if you were to the window, when I was a kid, if you went to the window, uh, anywhere, you whether did. it's off, yeah. you know, if, and you didn't do it right, dude, get the hell out of the line, kid. So you know how to do Bro. this right. Get, yeah. And then I've number. seen, no I've name, seen, no names, number. I've seen fights break out over this, okay? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. Like, you know what I mean? And I've been part of them. Like, would yeah. you hurry the F up? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and like, and all this, like, oh, and I yeah. told the guys, I said, no, and they said, no, it's easier this way. I said, it's not easier this way. And then you get to dispute and stuff like that. It's not. There's a reason why, like, at the racetrack, like, yep. you don't tell them the name of the horse. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's right. No, I want number five in the second. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? People are, oh, can I get uh, Fred Flintstone, Yabadoo, uh, you know, what, what, sir? It's like, God, for the love of God. Anyway, sorry. You can't check a ticket like they, it, let's put it this way. You, if you do it that way, then you're going to get a number. You're going to say, I didn't take this number. I had Fred Flintstone. Uh, get the hell out of the line, mister. Get, give me that ticket back. Get the hell out of the line, you know? I know. Yeah. I know. Yep. All right. So, uh, what do you like, Tony? We got a couple of more minutes. Uh, what do you tomorrow? So, you're selective, Mr. Finn. Selective. What's uh, well, your selective? You, what are you, you looking already at? Pulled one, you pulled one out of me because I'm on cease minus the one and a half. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with you on that one. I know. All you right. Don't. What's the other yeah. one? 
And the other one I'm on. Listen, I had uh, Houston. I was a small dog, but Syndergaard. That's a, that was a good call. Verlander at minus 15, 20 at the most. I'm saying is the play, Houston's the play. They didn't lose anything when they lost. They, they lost a little cry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this team's loaded. They don't strike out. They make contact. And if you do, and you and Syndergaard's not missing any bats. He's not going to miss any bats coming off of TJS this soon. He's got some. He has some some work ahead of him. And Houston's going to be. Uh, they're gonna, listen, they're the play at that price, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. No concern about Verlander's uh, struggles no. in the spring? No, 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 none at all. If there's one guy that could be as bad as bad could be one night uh, and five days later, I'm never concerned because he's just a short. He's just savvy. His, his baseball IQ is so high that he knows how to make the adjustments. And uh, he's one of those guys, much like a Max, uh, that they don't have to be have their best stuff. And they know how to make the adjustments. They know how to make get outs. And if they have, if they're not missing bats, they know where to put the ball to what the hitter's uh, soft spots is and make contact, weak contact. I could not be more confident in Verlander. If I have money on him, it's it does not matter. Like you said, what he did yesterday, he'll do something different today. Yeah, the Angels blow. They are a fade. Um, yes, I tell you what, though, Tony. One thing I want to bring up for people from baseball too. Yeah. Don't be scared to think that, oh, well, a team won two in a row already or they won today. And that's why I'm not scared of the Tigers. Uh, no, that's why I respect it. But agree, what I'm going to hop into is the Mets here. I think the oh. Mets can win again tomorrow, bro. They got Bassett yeah. making his debut. Hold on a second. Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's roll. Level three. Rob Vino will join us in a couple of moments. We got Tony Finn kicking with us right now. Well, we're in the ninth inning with Tony trying to uh, pull. You know, trying to, it's like interrogating someone, Tony. Like he's like a mobster. You know, he won't give anything up. Like, you know, but Tony does like the White Sox minus one and a half uh, tomorrow. That's a pick you do like, uh, Tony. It is plus money. That's a good. Uh, the White Sox can hit the ball. Cease. Let me tell you. There's few. There's not very many pitchers that have the stuff Cease has. Uh, what he has inside the strike zone. It's just crazy. The 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 velocity, the move, the spin rate, the movement on his pitches this early in the season. A guy that can throw in the strike zone, have that kind of movement. I'm all over him because um, it, it's cold weather. We've talked about it. Cold weather. And listen, we can both win. I'm going to take the Tigers. I'm not going to fade the Sox here with you. I respect but, your opinion on Steve, but I am taking the Tigers plus a run and a half. It wouldn't shock me if there's a one one run game right here. Nope. And I, nope. Tony, Tony just told us too for you uh, AM radio affiliates just joining us again right now. Um, we got a little bit been serious when you got sports updates and everything. Uh, Tony was talking about liking these throws again tomorrow. Houston minus 126 with Verlander on the hill. Noah Syndergaard, Thor, makes his debut. I sat next to Thor at a basketball game once and Nick game. Man, that guy's big. Um, yeah. Alright, Tony, we got 30 seconds on the way out, but is speaking of New York, I think they win, man. They got Bassett. They just picked Bassett up. I think they win this game tomorrow again. Minus 164. Mets win. I won with, I took them McGill. Uh, McGill was a small number yeah. yesterday, and they won, and they won today. I didn't play them. Cause it was See it, Tony. So, go, bye. Thank you, buddy. bye. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Late Night Anger Man for Class, the Friday Night Freak Show. This is Sports Rage. I am Marantz, here with 6 channel 159, kicking it on the Sports Grid Radio Networks, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's bring in Mr. Vino, Rob Vino, Rob Vino, sports.com, wagertalk.com. Rob, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Gabe. Always a pleasure on Friday nights to get with you here. Um, you know, got new stuff going on. Last week we were all into the Final Four, and now we're beyond college basketball and into other stuff. Yeah, the cycle of uh, the sports life continues. Huh? It's amazing. <laughs> like, mm. and like you're, we're so into a sport, and you're so into it, and it's just done, and just like that, you move on. So uh, all this new stuff uh, going on, but there's been a lot of stuff. You know, this Masters week, uh, Major League Baseball. It's the calm before the storm right now with the NBA playoffs. But before we know it, you know, look, man, we've already had some spring college football games. You know, Colin Kaepernick uh, was the honorary captain uh, for the Michigan Wolverines uh, last week. I think it was last weekend. Uh, time just sort of morphs into one uh, in the sports world, but things are rolling along right now. But before we get into, hey, we got the NFL draft in three weeks too, and I'm a big uh, draft better, uh, Rob. But before we uh, before we move on uh, to the NBA and uh, maybe a little college football, NFL, etc., Major League Baseball is back, and you know it's as our late great friend Dave Malinsky always used to say. And Gabriel, you always have to remember, it's not a sprint; it's it's a marathon, right? And so there's not a lot of sample size to take after a game, but I don't need much more sample size. I'm telling you what. Take the overs in Texas Ranger games and take the overs in Toronto Blue Jay games this year, Rob. These guys can mash and I don't think it's just a one-off. I think it's going to be this way all season long. Overs in Jays games and overs in Rangers games until they start putting up 12 and a halfs. Yeah, boy. I mean, 7-0, bottom of the fourth tonight, and Toronto comes all the way back to take that 10-8 lead. What a comeback there, 18 runs. I'll tell you what, Gabe, it didn't take too long for Major League Baseball to remind me how much I hate ninth-inning bullpens. And it's one of my own guys that comes back to kick me in the teeth tonight with the Atlanta Braves run line, go to the bottom of the ninth, 7-3. to three. And, of course, two outs, it's 7-4, to four, two guys on. And my guy, Kenley Jansen, gives up two consecutive singles, 10-7-6, and lose the bet. So, you know, ninth-inning bullpens, again, it didn't take long to remind me how much I hate those bets. Um, Five-inning stuff generally works pretty well. Tonight I had one with the Mets. I'm on this over in the L.A. Angels game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, certain teams are going to hit. Certain teams can't pitch. On and on and on. Um, I, I guess to, to the point about ninth inning bullpens, last night you saw it with the Arizona-San Diego, too. Well, it's the chaos of, of Major League uh, Baseball. And listen, as a Dodger fan, and I, I Jansen's a great guy. Right? He's, 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 uh, you know, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, but with that being stated, Braves fans uh, are going to, um, you know, any Brave fan that laid the run and a half, there you go. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready for some frustration uh, this year. And look, the, the Dodgers nearly blew, uh, blew it late as well. And that's, you know, this is the thing you got to remember. And we always tell people this that, hey, players aren't worried about your run line bet. Players aren't worried worried about like the backdoor cover look at like the clippers <laughs> look at the clippers and suns the other night like, yeah. it's like how the hell can you guys do this what wait we won the game it's not our problem you laid the points <laughs> <laughs> it's so true and 
You know, um, the the five-inning bet, first five, over the last couple of years, Gabe, has become so popular because why not? And the logic behind it is you get behind the starting pitcher, you get your five innings in, you take your victory, whether it be money line or run line, and get out before the fireworks of a bullpen blowing up can happen. The increase in popularity over the last two to three years specifically with that bet is crazy. Um, I find myself in that boat now. I probably make more first five plays than I do full game, and um, that's the reason why. These bullpens are just too, too volatile, and it's hard to figure out on a nightly basis who you can trust and who you can't. Pitch counts, you know, I'm a big bullpen guy, Gabe. I started in 1998 doing my own pitch count stuff, and you can get, you can put yourself in a good position, but boy, oh boy, that guarantees you nothing. And with Kenley Jansen, as Dodger fans, we've seen him enough to know that if he doesn't come in in a safe situation, then he's going to blow up. And he didn't come in in a safe situation tonight, and he blew up. He needs the pressure of the save, I guess. Um, but, hey, that's just me whining about a loss tonight. No big deal. I think – and I know, uh, you know, I know it's, it's, a, it's a debate and people talk about the first five inning stuff, but I've been harping on this has been something me and Teddy talked about it briefly last night. And I've been saying, I don't think starting pitching is as relevant as people make it out to be. I think there's too much of a variable. Like, number one, the pitchers don't pitch very much anyways. They don't go that deep into the game um, anyways. Even if they have a no-hitter, uh, they'll get taken out of the game. Number two, there's a big volatility. I mean, um, like, look, I had the Red Sox today. I lost, so I can't say it was the right play. But I didn't lose because Garrett Cole was amazing. And you know what I mean? I didn't lose because Garrett Cole you know, shut me down. Um, look, you know, the, the, the Jays tonight. You know, uh, Barrios, Barrios, uh, Barrios was... Uh, um, yeah, he got torched, man. He got lit up. He couldn't get anybody out. He got one out. The bases were loaded when when they took him out. They still win the game. I get what you're saying. There is, there's, we get it. There's always that frustration when, oh, you know, we were up four one and we ended up losing the damn bet, etc. And you know, it seems to happen to certain pitchers more often than not. But I just don't think that starting pitching is as relevant. And I don't think there's that many great starting pitchers, anyways, anymore. That it scares me that much, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, look, I took the Tigers today. Last night, I told people I like to talk. Yeah, but Giolito on the hill. Yes, so what? I like the Tigers today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice bottom of the night. A.J. Pollock, another ex-Dodger. <laughs> I guess we're both right. You're saying first five innings, and I'm saying don't be scared of the aces, and we both would have been yeah. right today in that instance. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I think we always remember what we saw last, but to your point of not not really scared by a ton of good starting pitching for anybody, and I know there's zillions of you out there, myself included, who, you know, go through a fantasy draft. Hey, the, the elite starting pitching guys are slim pickings. So uh, That's what I'm saying, Rob. Just, I, so let me just throw the names at you here. This is just tomorrow here. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Lyles against uh, Rasmussen. Dylan Cease versus TBD. Gilbert versus Sonny Gray. So, in other words, so far, Sonny Gray is the best pitcher of the day. Uh, Mitch Keller and uh, Mikolas. Freddie Peralta and Strowman. Okay. All right. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't. There's not a lot of. You know, I, what, what are we talking? Pablo Lopez versus Carlos Rodon. Zach Plesak versus Brad Keller. Nick Pavetta versus Luis Severino. Uh, Gutierrez versus Kyle Wright. Guys, this is the second game of the year for these teams. These are the second best pitchers these teams have, too. We should know. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true, Gabe. It's so true. I think after that slim um, elite level, maybe, you know, six to eight of those guys where if you do play five inning, you're definitely playing on Max Scherzer. You're definitely playing on Walker Bueller, who wasn't brilliant today at the start of the game either. He turned it on later. But, yeah, point well taken. And um, there were some numbers 
um, that a colleague of, of ours, Tony Finn, had for me last year that said, you know what? It seems like bullpens blow up in the ninth inning an awful lot more than they really do. He had a whole set of numbers on that last year. So sometimes it is just what you see, what you bet, when you've been beaten, and you tend to take that. The gambler remembers it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. UFC is like that a lot, man. A guy can win like UFC fans are the worst like that. And I've been in and I've had the same thing. Where a guy can like get knocked out and then win six fights in a row, yeah. But you gotta wonder about that guy's chin, man, and his job, bro. You know what I mean? Like people say, like, it's like, yeah, you just saw him destroy. Yeah, yeah. You know what? But I was there that night when he got beat up, man. Right? And like, because if you lose money, I don't know. There's some sort of. It's got to be some scientific stuff to it, right? Since you lost yeah. on it, you remember it more somehow. And I've always talked about that with with Bobby Knight when Bobby Knight broke the all-time record at the time for most most coaching wins ever. They said, Coach, you know, do you remember your wins? What do you remember? How many wins do you remember? Blah, blah. And he said, you know, I remember the championships. And um, he said, no. He goes, I don't really remember. He goes, I can't believe I won that many games. And then he actually recited all the losses. He said, but I remember every loss. And he started off. He was like, 1968 Army. Referee screwed us. And, you know, game, the other game we lost, uh, Buddy missed a free throw at the end in 1971. <laughs> like, he, like, he went through each game he lost. <laughs> And of course, a guy like Bobby Knight's not going to care about the wins. He's going to remember. He's you know, he's going to remember. Yeah, the, the ones that I lost more so. A lot like gamblers uh, do. Besides the new kids on Twitter, they don't. They never lose, so they don't have to remember <laughs> the losers. <laughs> more with Rob Vino on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Late Night Anger Man for Class. This is Sports Rage. We're kicking it. We're breaking bread with Rob Vino. RobVinoSports.com, WagerTalk.com. So, uh, Rob, it's the calm before the storm uh, right now. It's been tricky in the NBA, these massive numbers. The NBA is tricky at the best of times due to the, you know, the you don't know who's going to be playing ever until, until, until the last moment. Load management, rest, and everything else in between. So, you know, I've been navigating my way through it. And we've been doing pretty well this week. But with that being stated, I'm sick of hitting refresh 72 times a day. I'm sick of going to Fantasy Labs. And all due respect, you guys do a great job, Fantasy Labs. But tired of going to Fantasy Labs 22 times a day to see who's in, who's out. Um, you know, once we know in the playoffs, all right. You know, we got the teams, we got the games. And if we can get, get into a flow, I'm ready to do this thing. Yeah, I'm with you, Gabe. And, you know, at Wager Talk, we do an NBA um, handicapping analysis show at 4.30 Eastern time, you know, two and a half hours before the first games tip off. We run from like 4.30 to maybe 5.10, and half the stuff we say from 4.30 to 5.10, you could throw in the garbage by 6.30. That's how volatile it is with these injury reports. And 
you know, you see guys, Patrick Beverly, for instance, last night, listed as out for Minnesota. Next thing you know, D'Angelo Russell mysteriously shows up on the injury report and Patrick Beverly is in. So it makes you really wonder about the intentions of a lot of these teams. Um, if you follow it close enough, you can guess correctly on a lot of stuff. You can guess which teams are really trying to get some wins um, by their injury report. You can guess which teams are not. But it has been. It's, it's tough. You, you really need to, like you say, be focused in all day long, right up until tip to get it right. And when you're in the business that I'm in, of client selections, it's hard to release at, you know, 15 minutes before tip-off time. Hey, guys don't have all day long to sit around to make their plays. So NBA is tough for sure, and I'm ready for the playoffs. It looks like we have a little bit more um, solid ground here as Miami clinched the number one in the Eastern Conference tonight. Now, you should see on Game Time Decisions, uh, our TV show, uh, basically at like 6, 6.50 Eastern time to about 7.05, it's like uh, it's like O'Hare Airport or something. Because it's like, oh, he's playing, he's out, he's in. A, and like, no, it's like a stock market. It's like boom, boom, boom. And I always think people joining the show then must think, this guy's been betting for 40 years, man. He's, got, he's running around like an idiot here. It's chaos, right? But uh, you don't know who's playing until the final minute. So it's like, all right, all right, we do this, we'll do that. So you watch a lot of the Sixers games. I brought this up last night on the show, and I got into it with a colleague of yours, and Teddy covers about it on the way out. Uh, he, tried, he goes, ah, oh, there's five or six teams that win the East before the Raptors do. Uh, I said, number one, they don't have to play five or six teams, Teddy, but we were going to commercial break. But I think it's ridiculous. Like, the odds are just so – the odds are so weird. Um so, you know, Brooklyn are the favorites at plus 290. Okay, fine. It makes sense. Uh, Brooklyn, oh, yeah, okay. Brooklyn, yeah, depending on how you feel, I think Brooklyn are overvalued, but whatever. So, Miami Heat are plus 400. Fine. Boston plus 445. Philadelphia 76ers plus 555. But you're telling me then the Raptors are 24 to 1? Right? So, I'm not saying that the Raptors are all, oh, they're better than the Bucks in these teams, but I find it ridiculous that the Sixers, who choke all the time and who the Raptors beat all the time, are somehow plus 550 and the Raptors are 24 to 1. And I also brought up, if you look at the Eastern Conference, there's only, uh, you know what, with, there's, there's Durant and Irving have played in the title before, they've won. The Bucks have and the Raptors have. You know what I mean? But for the most part, like, people talk about some of these teams, and they hype them up, and then they're surprised when they don't get it done after. And the same morons that were doing cartwheels uh, when Harden showed up are the same people who are asking, what's wrong with Harden now? How come this isn't working? <laughs> right. No. And, and to your point, <clears throat> Toronto won that game tonight shorthanded, back-to-back. But – and I, and I had the other side. I had Houston plus the points. But you know in your heart of hearts that Toronto wants that game. That, Like you said before, they don't care if they win by the 11 and a half. They just need that win. Because that 4-5 or five matchup, which looks like it's going to come to fruition against Philadelphia, is tailor-made for Toronto. I mean, I'll have a – I can tell you right now, I'll have a series bet on Toronto. Yeah. In, and they're going to be dogs. What do you think we'll get? Plus 160 or something? We're going to get a nice price. Yeah, we should, and, and hopefully that the um, you know the star power of Embiid and Harden and home floor for Philly gets us even a little bit more. But regardless, um, Nick Nurse does a fantastic job defending Joel Embiid, probably better than any other coach. You, you noticed this last year, and Embiid has talked about it. Um, but they have single coverage on him until he gets the ball, and then they just run. They drop down guards, and they slap. And there's nothing worse for a big guy than to have little gnats slapping at the ball um, while he's trying to do something. And it's, you saw it again last night. 
in that Philly Toronto game. It's when you, it's right where you separate Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic because even though Embiid is better at it than he was in years past, he's still not great at throwing out of double triple teams passing wise. And he openly says he hates playing that defense. Toronto um, certainly can. I'm not going to say stop him, but they can control him. And James Harden, they can get to, too. I really like Toronto in that series, um, especially when they'll have Anobi and Van Vliet healthy. So at plus 24 to 1, I'm thinking you're going to get through to the second. Yeah, and then you're one series away from getting into a nice head situation. That's right. That's right. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I was yeah, I'm thinking like the same thing. Who do, what do you think about the East? So I brought up the Raptors just because of the sheer volume there, uh, 24 to 1. But from a betting standpoint, what, what, what do you think is a nice another value pick? The Nets plus 330, the Heat plus 400, plus 440. I think the Heat are really good, but I don't know if they'd beat the Bucks. Like if, if it really came push comes to shove uh, in a series. But what do you think about these before we get some West uh, takes? Yeah, I, I think that before the Robert Williams injury, Boston was playing absolutely the best. And I still think that if Boston, and they're going to get the good draw as well, right? It looks like they're headed for 3-6 against the Bulls. Oh, that's the, the Bulls, desirable draw right, right there, bro. <laughs> Everybody wants the Bulls. All those top four teams want the Bulls. But it looks like Boston will get them. And then when they dispose of them, Robert Williams will be back for the second round. So I think probably Boston with the prices of the top part. Like, I don't see anybody six through eight surprising. So um, I would say Boston at plus 445. You have to do it now because I think when Williams comes back, yeah. that number goes down. And especially after they've won a series, that number comes down. I would take my shot there. Miami, like you say, deep. And they're loaded with three-point shooters. They're scary as heck because they just run them in there one right after the other. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry. Um, they can shoot it. So they're always scary. And they got that good mindset as well. They're physical. They're, they're tough. So, um, but I think I would choose Boston out of those. Rob Vino, Rob Vino Sport, uh, kick it with us, wagertalk.com. Uh, as far as the West is concerned, uh, Phoenix are plus 115 uh, right now. The Golden State Warriors are plus 440. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, 6-1. to one. Uh, Utah, 10-1. to one. Dallas, 10-1. to one. Denver, 11-1. to one. And as much as I've been talking about the Raptors as a team that I think is not getting enough respect from the odds makers, um, I, see, I feel the same way about Dallas, actually. Like, when I look at the matchups here, when I ask myself, all right, you know, can Dallas play with anybody? I think the answer is yes. I mean, I think can Dallas play. You know, I think Dallas could play with Phoenix. I think Phoenix are better than they are. Um, but can Dallas? You know, anyone that's. I just think with Luka Doncic, you've got a chance of beating anybody at any time. Now he's got a little playoff experience. They actually play defense right now. They have a much better chemistry now that Chris Tapps isn't there uh, anymore. There's a lot to like about this Maverick team, and they're kind of flying under the radar to me right now at ten to one in the West. Yeah, you and I are perfectly aligned. I talked about this um, on a Wager Talk show yesterday that Dallas, I have that um, 10 to 1 uh, already. And it's only because I've seen what they've done on the road. They've gone to Boston and won. They've gone to Milwaukee and won. And not that those are Western Conference teams, but that's kind of the cream of the crop. I mean, if you're going to. So showing a mental yeah, toughness they didn't have before. Absolutely. And you know what? When they made the trade, Gabe, I thought that I'm thinking, what is Mark Cuban doing with this trade? Davis Bertans or Davies Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. But even Luka Doncic commented on what a god since Spencer Dinwiddie has been for this team. Defensively, he's been great. They didn't have hardly anybody that could beat you off the dribble and create their own. He can. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith is, I think, I saw the other day, he is number one in the NBA 
in guarding the opponent's highest usage rate player for the season. He's a great defender, turned into a really good three-point shooter, Jalen Brunson. I can go on and on and on. And then, of course, like you said, they have Doncic. A, at his size, that point guard, he handles anybody on the perimeter. So their, their concern is obviously Dwight Powell in the middle. Somehow they've gotten through that this season. I think they're well worth it. They've beaten Memphis twice, right? Everybody's gaga over John Morant, and I get it. That's a deep team. That's a good team, young team. They, they've got fresh legs, and in the playoffs, you'll never play back-to-back. Um, but Dallas has shown me enough, especially on the road, road victories, where I think they're worth it, you know? And, again, when we bet these futures, a lot of times we're just hoping to advance. Exactly. Playing to win the title and then hedge out, like you say, and get, give ourselves money either way. Go to sleep, wake me up when the series is over, I'll collect. No, you're exactly right. It, it's You're buying options for the future, and you're getting a better number than what it will be. And for these NBA futures at times, it's like, oh, you're talking futures? Yeah, we're talking futures. The playoffs start next week. So, like, the playing starts next week. And, in fact, next weekend, uh, it, it'll be real, real. And, and if you're Dallas, as you talk, we get this number, and we talk about, all right, who are they going to play? Well, if it's Utah, I think they're going to be Utah. And then, boom, we're into the next round, just like that. Yeah, and you know what? The one to grab, I think, Gabe, I did this as well, is the Clippers. If Kawhi does make it back, they're plus 2,000 right now. Um, you have to take a shot with the Clippers. It's, uh, they've gotten back Paul George, who looks really good right away. Norman Powell had 24 first night out. You talked about that Phoenix game where Phoenix Powell's, Yeah, Powell's good. Like, you know, um, you've got both of them, and if Kawhi does, <clears throat> there's no guarantee he's coming back. But you have to take that price now because if he does come back, it's too late. You're not getting that price anymore. So the Clippers could be a flyer. Um, you know, you get those free bets on FanDuel and everything else. You guys out there, take yeah, take your your, your side up, your side up bonus. Uh, the, there's like 19 every second commercials. Hey, get the side up bonus. So take advantage of it. Rob Vino, RobVinoSports.com, WagerTalk.com. Always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for the time, Rob. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks for having. Me. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winner, and I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? We- oh, yeah. All right, I was uh, just uh, talking with the Rageaholics in, in, the, uh, in the chat, trying to share some money management uh, lessons uh, with them. 
And I just got a, a flashback. I said to someone, uh, Chris Warren in Texas, I said, yeah, I used to be crazier when I was younger. I bet big units. And our boy Matthias is um, licking his wounds right now after a, uh, a parlay fell short by a bucket. It's a cold world, bro. It's a, it's, 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 it's a cold world. But you're a big UFC oh, better. Yeah. Let me ask you, what's the most you've ever bet on a UFC fight before? Uh-oh, $1,000. You put 1000 Yeah. That was like, the, who was it? You're like, oh, this is the fight of all fights. Which What, what yeah, fight was, was Yo, that? Yoana Young Jacek against <laughs> Wiley Zong. That's crazy, man, really. Eh? <laughs> and and I lost. <laughs> oh, you lost. The worst. It was a split oh, decision loss. It's crazy though. Whatever. I swear to God. So I was telling people, I bet big a lot, bro. Uh, why do you think I gave a big speech last night about two hundred dollars a day, seventy-two k a year, guys? Don't get greedy. Oh, you're right. Like, guys, so of course away, you lost. Chip away. Yeah. So you remember? Were you at the fight too to make it worse? Were you I there? was at the fight. That's why I you bet all. Oh, I'm betting a thousand. I'm going to the fight. I'm going to win. No way she loses. <laughs> right. That type. <laughs> I, I, no, I you know it was it was gonna be a tight one, but I was hot. I was hot at the fights, and I, I wanted to do something crazy. And I was like, you know what? I feel you wanted like to live. You wanted to be the man. You wanted to be the man. You wanted to go I to the fight. Yeah, you were your girl. Life. Were you with your girl? You wanted to bet a dime. You, you wanted to live like a guy. You wanted to live a dream, right? Exactly. No, well, you know, I actually wasn't with my girl. I was actually with my father. That was a it was a father son trip to to see the UFC fights. Did he, he know you bet a thousand on it? He approved of it. Yeah, he was down. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he was having a good time too. And he actually hit a he had a he hit a big parlay that I told him not to do. Actually, I forgot who it was, but it was of course. Was, so yeah, 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 big advice. Parlay. I don't know what I'm gonna ask you. Your picks are the man. Then you're like you told your father what not to do. So, what do you like the you, most? my dad's my dad's hit some gnarly fights that you would never bet on, like plus four hundred type guys. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna yeah, because you know, he's not cares. scared. Exactly, he doesn't care about losing. So <laughs> he also doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> what do you the think best. the most? What do you think the most I've ever bet on a UFC fight is? Uh, like five grand. Yeah, it's a good uh, good guess. It's interesting because I was just telling people. People always ask me what's the most I've ever bet on a game. And I'm honest, a lot of people don't want to tell you their units and stuff because, they, you know, they don't want to let you know what they're really doing. <laughs> but um, I bet I bet like 23K on a Super Bowl before, and I lost, same thing. I'm telling you, man, when you reach too high, man, Lord Gambler will chew your hand off. <laughs> you reach up, it's like, you get greedy. You want to be, you know what I mean? When you step up out of your ego, like, I'm telling you, like, there's something to it. Well, you want to be who you're not, Matthias. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like Absolutely. God is telling you a message of something. It's like, bro, who do you think you are? Vegas Dave? You're some cheese ball here? Bet, like, you know what I mean? Like, but you know what it is for me? And it's a great story because I bet like big money on football games. I've done a bunch of times. I've won a few times, but more often than not, whenever I got really stupid on a game, I've lost. Um... So that's why I preach money management. I've been doing this 20 years on the air, guys. I've been gambling since 1982 on sports. So, you know, if I tell you something, I'm not just being a jackass and like, oh, saying it. You know, I'm trying to give advice to people. But for me, it was uh, for UFC, it was, uh, and I was living in Vegas, and it was pretty hardcore, man. Like, there's one thing about betting a lot of money, guys, if you have money, but it's another thing with like what I did. I, I was living in Vegas. I was on TV and stuff, and uh, I was on, what, Mav TV. Uh, shout out to Mav TV. I was a fan. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Lucas. Lucas Oil. Big guys in the, in the, in the, in the motorsport. Not, I have nothing bad to say, like nothing but kind words to uh, to the crew at Mav TV and, uh, and how they treated us over the years.
They syndicated us and everything. They did cancel me for Bonanza. That's that's why uh, that was on top. You know what I mean? I got canceled for a show that hasn't been on TV in 50 years. <laughs> Not even 50, like 70, 80 years. Whatever that was. Whatever, like the owner, the owner, like Lucas Oil Stadium, they got big money, man. Right? They own a TV network, and I ended up on their network and stuff, and it was pretty cool. They're very nice people. Like they they really were nice guys and stuff. And they said I was on for like a year. I was on for like a year or two. And they changed their format and they pulled my show. And they were very apologetic, but they said, listen, the, the, the guy that owns the network wants to go to like Western movies and stuff. He doesn't want to do like this sports stuff. And I was like, all right, well, thank you and whatever. And the thing is, they pulled the show like a week before the Super Bowl. Right, or in like the AFC, the conference championship games, and people were mad, right? The whole I never realized how many fans I had on this network, so people were mad, mad. They were like, what the hell? This guy's like going to the all year in the NFL, the Super Bowl, and he's going to Vegas, and he's not, he's in Vegas, and you're not even going to see the Super Bowl. So they're so mad. Or I wasn't in Vegas yet, so that's it. So they're so mad. And, um, and, the, that network was so cool. They uh, they called me back like a week later, and they said, "Listen, we saw we're sorry. We pulled the show, and we didn't realize. And blah blah. We're gonna keep you on." And they said, "But so I, they kept me on." And then I said, "Well, listen, you, know, you guys just you know, canned me a week before the Super Bowl or two weeks before the Super Bowl, or whatever. Like, pulled the show." They said, "How do I know you're not gonna do it again?" I said, "You're gonna have to pay me for two years, no matter what happens." And then lo and behold, they said, no problem. <laughs> and then lo and behold, they pulled the show again, like after 14 months. That's why I got nothing bad to say about him, Matthias. I lived in Vegas, bro, for like eight months doing nothing. I got like, all I did was like a podcast, sports rage and stuff. <laughs> I got paid like big money for a TV. It was good. It was because of them. Like I had no beef with them. I'm a big fan. And then they they they, they got the, the stadium. They got the stadium in Indianapolis and stuff. Yeah, Mr. Lucas. It's really his name, Mr. Lucas. It's the guy, Lucas Oil. The big oil money. Oil guys. Uh nice guys. I'm sure McAfee knows them actually. Nice guy, like I said, really nice guys. They 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 saw the network. Like, you know what I mean? Like they went through phases, like you know, snowboarding, surfing, action stuff. Uh but anyways. Uh so it, you know what for me was, and it's a great story. It's really, really funny, man. It's the uh, so I'm living in Vegas, and, and we all I, I can't go through everything. Like it's it'll take too long. We're up against. I want to get into the picks, but anyone knows I used to be really good friends with Heath Herring. I still buddies with him, but we don't talk. You know what I mean? Life is whatever. So I used to be good friends with Heath Herring. Heath Herring fought Brock Lesnar in in Minneapolis in Brock Lesnar's hometown. It was my birthday. I was so close with Heath Herring. I was in his corner in the fight. Like, I was in the room before the fight and everything. And um, I was there, and they told me. I was just sitting there minding my own business. And they told me. They said, listen, you were brought here because you fire Heath up. He likes you. You fire him up. And you got a big mouth. So they said, start talking smack to Brock Lesnar. Like, you know, let's, let's go. And Mike Whitehead is there, and there's another dude. Mike Whitehead and another guy, and Heath Hare, and Kenny Florian was in the room because Kenny was fighting that night. And anyways, Brock Lesnar, the way they do it in the UFC, they set it up so there's the hallway and stuff, but you can see the other fighter and stuff. So they had both the rooms open, and Brock Lesnar is, like, hitting a bag, all right? And I don't, I'm just sitting there, 
And I'm, I'm like, all right, let's go, Heath. This is your night and stuff. And Heath Herring didn't like Brock Lesnar because of the WWE stuff. He's like, this guy's a fake ass, whatever, even though he was a national champion, right? And, yeah. He's fake, he's fake, and all this. And that was the big angle with Heath Herring's camp. That Brock Lesnar's not a real fighter, that he's going to get knocked out. And then they told me, they said, hey, bro, you're kind of quiet. They said, yeah, you know, and then someone pulled me aside and they said, listen, you're kind of here to be the mouth type thing. Like, you know, like get him fired up and talk smack to Brock Lesnar. And I'm like, what? And basically, so I, I had a few. It was my birthday, too. So it was my birthday. This is something that you never forget. So it was my birthday. And uh, Brock Lesnar's there. So then I start, hey, this ain't Monday Night Raw. <laughs> like, so I, I swear to God on my grandmother's grave. So like, people listen, like, you know, you're, no, whatever. People that know the show for a long time remember we were on the damn shorts during the fight. So it was nuts. So I'm like, this ain't Monday Night Raw. And I'm like, so I'm trash talking Brock Lesnar for real. All right, like, but he's like 15, 20 feet away from me in another room. He's hitting a bag, and he sort of looks at me and stuff like, who the hell is this kid, right? And so I'm running my mouth and stuff, and then they come up two minutes, right? And we're standing there. Then they're like 60 seconds because in the old days, they used to film the whole walking through the tunnel, like the hallway of the arena and stuff, so the whole like, so 60 seconds. Like, like you're on the clock, right? You're there. And I'm standing there, and they both go into the hallway, and they sort of confront each other. It's not on TV. People can't see this, right? So it's backstage. So they sort of like, Heath Herring tells them to go F himself. Like, it was pretty hostile and stuff. And Brock, I swear to God, Brock Matthias is foaming like a dog at the mouth. Like, literally. He had, like, drool and foam. And this guy's all roided up, man. He was massive, bro. All right? I stand next. He looks up to me, and I'm talking smack to the guy for the last five, ten minutes. He just looks at me, and he goes, I would effing kill you. And he's and he growled at me. He growled. <laughs> I'm standing there. He's bigger than a fridge, Brock Lesnar, in real life, okay? It's really, like, over-the-top scary in real life. So, anyways, he went out. We know what happened in the fight and stuff. After the fight, Brock Lesnar's father and his brother come up. And they're like, hey, how's your buddy doing now, eh? And they're getting into my face and stuff. And, and they're big dudes. And he's in an ambulance. <laughs> so, he's just in an ambulance. It was quite the night. I, I threw a watch. I threw my watch against the arena. Every time I see the T-Wolves, I always get a kick out of that, Matthias. I know I was in their locker room, and I threw my watch against the wall in anger after the fight. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I had a watch. I was like, son of a bitch. And I threw the watch. Bang. The watch broke. I got the Lesnar clan in my face and stuff like that. And uh, it never ended, right? So fast forward. Biggest bet I ever bet. Brock Lesnar's fighting Shane Carwin, okay? And I'm like, man, I don't even like Brock Lesnar, but there's no way in hell he's not going to beat Shane Carwin. I raised up every dollar that I had. I lived in Vegas. I'm living in like in this, I was living in a nice condo, but I literally had like no furniture and stuff. I raised like $6,300. $6,300. I bet it all, Matthias. 
I literally bet $6,300 on a fight, Matias, and had to borrow $100 off my buddy for drinks when we went in the arena. <laughs> he said to me, he goes, bro, you have like $6,000 on this fight in tickets in your pocket. I said, yeah. I said, I got $37 left in the drinks, bro. They're like 20 bucks a drink. I said, can you hook me up with 100 You know how the first round of the fight went? Shane Carwin beat the living crap out of Brock Lesnar. Any sane referee would have stopped the fight. Thank God Rosenthal kept it going. Thank God. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. But I'm not. I wish I had more time for the full Brock Lesnar story. Listen from the ashes. It's like, I cannot believe out of all people that I mess with. His brother, I, I can't like. There's it, it's too detailed. It goes on and on. It's like an hour and everything, but it came full circle. So, anyways, when I bet on Carwin and and uh, the whole story is too insane. So when I bet on Carwin, anyways, I bet on Carwin years past. I bet on Carwin and uh, Lesnar. I'm in Vegas. Carwin's beating the crap out of him in the first round, but Rosenthal, the referee, went to jail after. Let the fight go. Lesnar comes back and wins. I left. I was nearly crying because I lost everything I had. I'm, I'm walking out. I'm in a concourse. I start watching in the, in the hallway in a concourse at MGM or Mandalay. I think it was MGM. And and they Lesnar's coming back, so I run back down the steps, and as I'm running down the steps, he wins, and I jump into the arms of Earl Skakel. we got to get Earl on to tell the story, too. He was there, so I jumped Jumping to the arms of Earl Skakel and T-Bar. I'm like, ah! And then, Matthias was gold. I walk back up the concourse. You know what it's like in Vegas after a fight, right? Everyone's talking smack in the hallway, right? I'm like, yeah! Yeah! I'm like, yeah! I'm like, Lesnar wins! Yeah! I don't even like Lesnar. I'm like, Lesnar wins? Matthias, I feel like someone grabbed my shirt and pulled me back type thing. I turn around as Brock Lesnar's brother. <laughs> He goes, hey, what's up, Big Mouth from Minnesota? And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, it's years later, and now the Lesnar's are stalking me in Vegas. And you know what he says to me? He goes, nice to see you're on the winning side this time. Picks me up, hugs me and stuff. Starts telling me, me and my brother still talk about you for a little skinny prick. You were a loudmouth guy. They were laughing. Who do you got tomorrow, Matthias? Quick. Uh, Raquel Pennington. I like Raquel Pennington. I like Mackenzie Dern. Those are some manageable numbers. All right. I'm giving people main event pick. Come on. Volkanovski's going to win. Oh, I like the parlay, Gabe. I like the parlay. Samayev, Volkanovski, yeah, right. minus 150. Hey, Burns, Chamayev goes over one and a half. Other than that, you're on your own. Follow me on Twitter later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 